Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming Rochelle and Philly from RMP Insurance. How are you guys? We're good, thank you Sarah, thanks for having us. Yeah, very excited again, we love it. Awesome, so excited to have you guys here and actually make insurance an exciting, exhilarating conversation. Um, Before we get into it, I'll just do a quick disclaimer that RMP Insurance is a brand of Rochelle and Philly's respective companies, Um, Mania Risk and Precise Advice Limited, both trade as and are licensed under the umbrella of Advisor Network Share. So to get started, could I um, hear a little bit about you guys and your background and why you've started RMP Insurance? Yeah, cool. I'll I'll jump off. I'm Philly. Um, I guess our backgrounds are quite similar in terms of um, both having banking and finance backgrounds so mine sort of spans over 13 years which um, saying it out loud is actually, actually a really long time <laughs> so I was, I'm quite young when I went into the banking world but um, it's been a really good foundation um, of you know experiences and opportunities and qualifications and all those really good things that have I guess helped us to to do what we're doing now which is really exciting and, and obviously we made some really good friends as well which is um, pretty important when you're in a workplace for that long um, yeah my roles in, in those um, in that background was across both sales and leadership so the last five years have been in leadership which has been really interesting but I've I've learned a lot so um it's yeah it's given me lots of additional skills to be able to jump into what we're doing now and yeah it's been good yeah um and Rochelle here yeah so mine's been mine was my career's I guess spanning 12 years now so I definitely started as a baby um and in regards to um us stepping out into RMP that's been I guess our our thing and us stepping out of corporate for the last five months and I guess personally as well, so I've got a um, a wonderful teenage daughter and an awesome partner that works in banking as well. Um, and Philly's got two wee girls and a, and a great hubby, Chris, at home um, that takes care of things too. Awesome. Yeah, I love that story. I always love hearing about people who were in corporate and then left to do their own thing. It's always a super exciting um, journey. Uh, and so what are you guys trying to change about the world of insurance? Because I know you have kind of a unique perspective when it comes to what you're doing. Yeah, and I think it's it's if when I explain it, it sounds like it should should be normal, um, and it's and it's crazy that it is unique, unique. But I guess if we think about current state and in the past, um, our industry classically has been, I guess, dominated by one particular demographic of people in regards to advisors. Um, so they they are the older generation um, male, and. They, um, I, I do think um, the industry has been a little bit um, hard for people to get into, even as, as a client, to understand what we do and how insurance works. So the perspective we are coming from is we want to educate people through our platforms, um, our main one being Instagram, and um, just to educate people so that they're confident in these conversations when they do reach out and want to, want to get cover, and then having us share a little bit about ourselves as well so you've got an insight into what we do and who we are and a connection before you reach out and into that space where it used to feel scary but we're not so scary anymore I guess is what we want to do and um, 
Philly, yeah. did you want to add? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we're female, so it, it changes it quite quickly. <laughs> uh, and we're under fifty, so that's you know we're, we've got a good start, yeah. right? Um, and we yeah we, we yeah we do bring that female, fresh and flexible approach, and that's absolutely what we're trying to get across. And and it is different. Like this is you know there's not a lot of it. There's certainly females in the industry, absolutely, but females, I guess, a bit of a duo, and also adding in the social media, like. Yeah, we're really trying to penetrate quite a unique gap, which, you know, we're starting to very slowly do. So it's exciting. And we definitely want to make it, like, more comfortable for other women to get into this mm. as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. And this this doesn't sound – I don't want this to sound like we are doing everything perfectly because we're no, still learning. Not. Definitely not. Um, but I think our thing is is that we've, our values and principles align and it's all about being transparent and always doing the right thing. Um, but we have had a lot of women come to us that either work in the industry um, or don't and want to learn more about it that are like, if you guys ever want to expand, would love to come work for you. And that's, yeah, incredibly yeah, humbling. Very humbling. Like, yeah. We're dropping, but, but really exciting for the industry as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. I think like we, I, the One Up Project and RMP definitely aligned in that sense because the demographic you speak to is classic across many areas of finance and financial literacy and personal finance. And um, yeah, it makes it really boring and unrelatable and <laughs> something you don't want to talk about ever. So that's why it needs to change. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing about it. Um, yeah. And so getting straight into it, how like, Let's talk about cost around insurance. So how much does it cost to get advice on insurance? Does this change? Yeah, so advice is free. So that's the great thing is it's not going to cost you anything to sit down, have a conversation um, and talk about what's, you know, what's best and right for you. So I think that's, I think that's probably a misconception out there that it's an expensive exercise to go through and it probably puts people off, but um, it's free. So absolutely, you know, involve yourself in it. Yeah, mm. knowledge is power in this situation and um, it's a no obligation situation as well. We can literally have a quick phone chat, Instagram, DM, whatever, just to get an idea of, of how we could help you. Then it's up to you. We're not going to chase after you unless you want us to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is it free industry-wide? It should should be. Yep. Um it depends on the type of advice that people are getting because we are financial advisors specialising in insurance, mm-hmm. whereas there are other advisors that specialise in um, investments and other areas and things like that. If it gets a little bit more complicated and they're doing a few other bits and pieces, possibly, but mm-hmm. those fees should be very upfront from the start. Um, mm. But generally, no, no fees for insurance <laughs> advice. Mm, cool yeah I appreciate the transparency around that especially when it comes to the payment so because how would you explain like how do you guys get paid how does that work if it's free yeah so we're commissioned so we let go of our nice salaries when we step down (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've gone Um, so yeah we're fully fully commissioned paid so the customer doesn't pay us anything it's we have as an advisor you know a wide range around five different insurance companies that we can place um, their cover through being you know being mm-hmm. the right fit for them at the time uh, and those insurance companies once the policies issued pay us so they pay us a commission based on the annual premium um, you know that that customer puts in place so it can be anywhere from you know 100% right up to 200% or 230% in some cases so and again like Rochelle said we're completely upfront about about that it's part of our disclosure um, you know at at both meetings so the customer knows you know right from day dot 
you know, how we're paid and, and how it's going to work. So it, it's good. Yeah. We are also paid a trail. Um, so we'll get paid that commission up front on um, issue of the policy. So when your policy's in place and you've got that paperwork in your, in your inbox, and then we're paid an ongoing um, renewal or trail or, or whatever anybody wants to call it. So every year that you keep your policy after a certain period of time, it could be one year, it could be two years, we'll receive a percentage of your policy. And the reason for that is that we should be actively looking after you and, and doing, yeah, servicing you, I guess in a way, like what we would call it is reviewing your policy every year and making sure that mm. it still fits and you're being looked after and you understand it. Mm, so people can come back to you for a chat essentially at we, any time. Yeah, we'll proactively reach out at that year mm. point um, via phone and just check in to see if anything's changed um, that we need to sort of address. Um, but in between that year time, then absolutely they can come directly to us or their, you know, their advisor at the time to discuss anything. Yeah, we encourage it. Um, mm. Even if it's just to have a chat and catch up and see what we're up to, we're happy with that too. But if anything's, <laughs> if anything's changed in your life or there's like, concerns about your insurance or you need to change the account it's coming from just whatever just give us yeah give us a call we're quite happy to do that yeah that's awesome it really removes that intimidation factor that some people might fear uh feel as well um and so why do you think that women have not traditionally been considered in this typical insurance space yeah so in this um I think across across the board, there's some obviously there's some equality issues here in in, in gender, um, mm. and your classic, I guess, women don't earn as much or don't work as much. Possibly will be home more because of the children. I mean, that's what the stats tell us. What we're here to tell women is that you are important always. It doesn't matter if you work. It doesn't matter if you're at home because those are both. Actually, home's probably a harder job, um, if I'm honest. And um, yeah, though that does, we're here to tell you that you're important and we're here to tell others that the women in your life are important. So when it comes to insurance, it's really important to consider the woman in your life regardless of, of what that looks like in income because they are so valuable. And mm. if they're not there, what what is that? That's going to have a, a massive gap. For you as well emotionally but also financially because it's so hard to replace us <laughs> we're irreplaceable yeah yeah and we've started meeting a lot of really cool women that come through to us and they just like smashing it in life and all they want is the confidence to know what they have and to speak to somebody who's going to listen to them and I mean we, we don't all like being told what to do right and mm. if somebody's going to let you do the talking and then say have you thought about this instead of saying you need this mm. that's the approach we're trying to take um, and we want people to sit there and you know soak up all the the knowledge and education we're trying to give them through our social media platforms where I'm dancing around and you know trying to do reels or whatever Um so that they can learn about learn about everything and then confidently approach the subject mm. if they want to. Research, a lot of research shows that um, a lot of people would prefer to do it online, but then mm. you're missing the advice and, and a trusted person to guide you through. So this is our, yeah. our sweet spot we're trying to hit. Um, yeah. Because we don't like talking to people, but we do like talking to people we like. That's true. And I feel like a big thing is that people don't want to feel stupid and so often mm -hmm. they can feel like, 
dumb yeah. for asking specific questions or approaching yeah. things without confidence. And so if you don't have that level of education, of course, you're going to want to do it online. Of course, you're not going to want to speak to someone because yeah. you're going to feel like you're going to be made to feel like an idiot. And that's the thing, like insurance isn't taught in schools. So mm. it's not like everyone's had a, um, you know, insurance tutorial for a whole year uh, in the <laughs> class. So, you know, like other other sort of areas, you, you know, you might have a little bit of knowledge, but, you know, you're not taught it. So you don't know what you don't know. And there's absolutely mm. no dumb questions. I ask Rochelle questions all the time that I don't know. So, um, you know, but, but hopefully by what we're doing is people feel confident to come to us and, and ask those questions. Mm. Yeah. For sure. And I think if you if you don't know and you don't understand, you also don't understand the value of what you could potentially be getting as well, which means you could also be missing out without knowing. Um, and so how do we find like the right people to talk to when it comes about when it comes to our insurance? Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think it's like anything. It's it's finding someone that you connect with, because if you connect mm. with someone, then it's going to be quite easy to build that rapport and have a relationship. And then you're going to trust someone. So it's no different to, I suppose, you know, your accountant or your lawyer. It's it's finding someone that you click with that, you know, aligns with you on the same levels. And, and then you can go forward because really, we just want it to be a discussion to start with. It's not an interrogation. We just kind of want to get to know you. You want to get to know us. So finding mm-hmm. someone that you trust and are going to open up to is is pretty key really yeah I think if you can yeah if you can find people there's not many of us on social media active in this role um but if you can find them and you can get to know them a little bit before you step out into that that might be a good a good way to go I mean you wouldn't go to a hairdresser if you didn't kind of like talking to them so this is Mm. actually a I want to say a lot more important but a lot a lot of people are real into the hair um um, but you know we're having really intense conversations about your finance your financials um your health you don't just want to give that information to anybody so um yeah I also asking for recommendations from friends and things like that as well yeah that was going to be my next question was sort of like is there some kind of database or something people can use to find the right person to talk to or like how do you even approach like who who is out there yeah well, I mean Google's pretty pretty broad isn't it I mean um you know if you tap in insurance advisor Auckland or whatever you are going to get a list of people and I suppose you can start kind of scrolling from there but um there's yeah. no there's no one yeah there's no, no there isn't just directory yeah a directory of all of us and we don't have you know stars next to us and and all that type of thing um yeah yeah and and I mean you make a really good point there though that it's it's something that should be thought about um I suppose even if there was a directory it's like well that's just boring as well are people really going to sift through hundreds of people's names to try and find one so I suppose maybe the the best thing that's available at the moment is to ask around shop around with friends and family and see who everyone else is using and why and then maybe make decisions from there yeah yeah I definitely think that's the way it's a real classic Christchurch way to do things as well as like you (laughs) you know you get referred to a friend from a friend and it's just everybody's very um you know entwined but that's a way to know that it's yeah it's gonna go right will we always use the same advisor and provider or do like when would we change and why 
Well, I think if you've found that person that you trust and you connect with, then, you know, if it's not broken, don't change it type thing. So stick mm. with that person. Um, I guess if you've got doubts, then, you know, maybe that's a time to, to look around and, and look at one of those other advisors or ask a friend for a recommendation. But ideally, if you've, yeah, if you've found someone that you like, then, you, you, you know, we want customers and clients to stick with us for a long period. So that's, mm. you know, that's the ideal to kind of walk through those life stages with them. So we're here for a long time. Um in terms of supplier or, you know, where your cover is, um, you know, generally once it's in place, it, would, it should stay with that provider, ideally. Um, you might top up and do some adjustments and things like that. But I'd be pretty concerned if, you know, your an, um, insurance company was changing every couple of years, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be careful with, um, I guess, moving around providers. Um, if it doesn't suit that's a really big conversation that needs to happen and, and an advisor needs to provide really good advice on that as to why you're moving mm-hmm. um, because the potential risks are that you might not be covered for something that's happened in between taking the first cover out and then taking and then changing again. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's a bit scary because, you know what, insurance is supposed to be there for us at claim time. That's why, why it's important, not what we're paying as a fortnightly premium. I think people can find it hard to know what insurance to have at which points in their life. And so I'd love for mm. us to go over some sort of age, ages and stages for people and what insurance they would need at those times. Um, and we've spoken about how we, how we would sort of break this up, but maybe I'll hand it over to you to sort of um, break up what a common age and stage would be um, for a different pers- point of, of someone's life and then what insurance they would get at that point. Yeah, cool. And so the reason... Um I would say we do age and stage is I guess when we're looking at we don't want to put anybody in a box you do things Mm. when you're good and ready is um, the way that we approach things so you know your first one is no dependents um, no debt so no home loan yet uh, and you're working so you're earning some money and you're working towards some goals those goals can be whatever you want them to be it might be a house it might be travel not very far at the moment, but, you know, we never know when. Um, so when you're looking at that, and this is obviously, again, if we're sitting in front of somebody, it's got to be different for everyone, but you may consider um, mm-hmm. having some medical cover. The reason for that is when you're young, um, when you're younger, it's generally, you know, it, it's cheaper. Um, insurance cost is based on your age. But also you may have had less things happen to you at that point. So it's good to get it then because if you get it in the future when you need it, it's very, very highly likely that any um, pre-existing medical conditions will be excluded. So it's nice to have there before you need it. Um, and then, you know, looking at possibly income cover or, or a lump sum or both trauma covers. And this is to protect those future goals and those things that you're saving for um, and your independence. When you're at this stage, you know, we don't all want to run home and, and you know, live with mum and dad. Yeah, um, more like mum and dad don't want us. To actually, home. yeah, they don't want us back <laughs> and they're, they're done looking after us. Um, so that's where, you know, having something like that in place can protect those goals. So if something goes wrong and you can't work, you've got that back up and you don't have to go dive into all of your savings and then start all over again when you're well again. Mm. Yeah, and then I think if you you know you add dependents in the mix, and that always that always complicates things, doesn't it? But um, yeah, that's all that's all about sort of um, you know protecting protecting 
an asset if you have got a house and to ensure that that's obviously left with a family member or a partner or whoever. Um, but also, you know, if something happens to you, then there's, there's going to be things that need to happen to your dependents, you know, ongoing for the rest of their life. So having some financial mm. backing to be able to to do that and provide for the future is, is obviously really important. Um you know, there are kids covers that you can look at as well, um, you know, kids medical and kids trauma, if you're wanting to kind of go to that extra layer as well. Yeah. And it's just, uh, um, so that's where I guess Philly is talking about life insurance. That's where life insurance mm. comes in is when you not being here or passing away has a significant financial impact on who is left behind. Mm. So whilst that might be kids or that could be a partner um, or who, you know, has, um, or a sibling, you might own a home with somebody else and they may not be able to afford that whole half of your debt if you're not there to pay for it. So that's mm. where you can, where life insurance can come into it. Um, I do have, we do have, I guess, some people that don't have that and they may still take life insurance. And the reason for that is because um, they want to cover funeral expenses. If something happens, they don't want their family to be left with that expense. Um, And then looking at, I guess, further on from that. So I guess it's like empty nesters, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your children are grown up and they've gone off and done their own thing and got their own insurance. Um, And, you know, debts either not there anymore or it's very low, this is where you start thinking about, um, you know, whether you start pulling back on some of the the life insurance that you've got in place a little bit and just covering some funeral expenses. Um, you might look at your income cover and say, well, you know, how much do I need expenses-wise to live and how long do I need money there for ongoing? It's kind of really just weighing it all up. And Mm. and as we get older, insurance gets more expensive. So minimum a year, catch up with us. But at that time, if, you know, it's good to get in touch with people prior to it being really unaffordable. Um, When I say get in touch with people, I mean your advisor, prior to it getting really unaffordable. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely options later on, Um, you know, you know, increasing excesses on medical and things like that can help keep that day-to-day premium down as well. Mm. But it's important that all those steps to just, you know, keep in touch with your advisor. And that's why we say that annual reviews are very important so that you're, yeah, like Rochelle said, you're catching all these things before they become, you know, a bigger problem, I guess. Yeah, totally. I think practically that is so beneficial because so many people might decide, okay, insurance, it's something I need or I want, but then it seems like such a broad topic and kind of pulling it out at age and stage makes it a lot more digestible for people and I think that's going to be really helpful and so to sort of conclude I wanted to ask you the general question of what advice would you give to someone wanting to get their insurance situation sorted but I kind of want to frame the first part of this a bit different and ask you guys um on the spot as well (laughs) if someone has come to you or it makes a comment because a lot of my audience are um, a lot of them are younger without depend. I kind of have two halves to it. There's kind of like a group of us that are um, a lot younger with no dependents and not much significant debt. And then probably the other half are those with dependents um, mm. specifically. But what if someone came to you with sort of no dependents and no significant debt and said, I don't feel like I need, I don't want any insurance at this stage because I don't need it. Would you, what would you say to someone like that? Would you say it's still worth going and seeking advice? Yes, and I guess the reason for that is is 
one, even if you don't, even if you walk away from that conversation and you're still set on the fact that you don't want any insurance right now, you've gathered some information and that can Mm. be used in the future and you've got someone to go back to that you've connected with. On the other side of that, we do, I've got a lot of um, young customers that don't have any massive significant debt um, and they, you know, don't have dependents either that have got cover with me. Um, And a lot of the time it's because they want to maintain their independence. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, protect the future goals that they have. These are people that are saving to buy a house in the future or start a business. And Mm. if, if they can't work for a a long, you know, even a short or say short to long period of time, Mm. short to midterm, if we go, you know, two to six months, it's either they empty their savings or someone else has to look after them again. And because they're younger and we've had the conversation, they're healthy um, and their premiums are nice and low because it's less likely that they will claim. It sits in a nice, nice sweet spot of affordability, but also covering some risk. It's also less of a jump when you do get debt and yeah. and children that you can't really afford <laughs> to then you know get some insurance because you've already been paying it for a, a wee yeah. while um, and then you can top that up and it's not yeah as scary yeah hmm. yeah I think that's really really helpful um, and would you guys have any other sort of general rules or words of wisdom for those looking to sort out their insurance situation. I think like just coming back to that um, that scenario, Sarah. I think it's you know it's something's better than nothing as well. Like mm. I think even if even if budget's really tight or you don't think you need anything, like Rochelle said, like having something is better than nothing because you know you can still be twenty six and something can happen to you. You can still be you know I you know a thirty one year old a stroke the other day. I mean at thirty one, like you just yeah. don't know what's around the corner. So if you're in a position to yeah. future proof yourself a little bit, then you know, something's better than nothing. That's probably my advice. Yeah, totally agree. Um, for me, I think don't, uh, don't's a really negative word to start, I feel. Um, <laughs> but more so. Um, telling them off, Rochelle. Yeah, yeah, I like to do that. But no, I think um, ask questions, like, of an advisor. You know, if you have run into somebody, just ask lots of questions. And if you don't feel like you're getting all the information, then maybe that's not your your person I think Mm -hmm. you've got every right this is your insurance it's your premium it's your life that um you need to kind of be aware of what you have and and take control of that so um when I when I was going to say don't I mean I was basically Mm -hmm. don't just trust everybody straight off the bat yes they should do the right thing but um yeah come to the party and and learn all about your cover too yeah, yeah, education is a big part of that. Thank you so yeah. much to both of you for coming on. I really appreciate your time and this was so beneficial and I know everyone who's listening is going to love it. We hope so. Thanks, Thanks Sarah. Appreciate that. Disclaimer time. So, the One Up Project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk. 
Please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource. I'm not a qualified, registered or authorized financial advisor and if you require legal, financial or other expert advice, you should seek assistance from a professional advisor. Thanks guys. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one. 